Welcome to the Unified Endurance Podcast 199. And welcome, Steph Humphrey. Thanks. Hi. Welcome back. It's been a while. Actually, it's not. I did one with Zoe a couple of weeks ago. You did. You yeah. co-hosted it excellently. Thanks. Kicked you off. Yeah. <laughs> never never mind being kicked off this podcast oh. over a week's, not a break, but you know, it's good. I think the more you can get people on with different topics, actually the more benefit it is for everyone. True. So. Very true. You're in our new podcast studio. Yeah. It's great. The sun is in your face. Sun's in my eyes. <laughs> so badly. <laughs> The camera may or may not be working. <laughs> Dimitri may or may not be happy with me, but we're here. The mics here. may or may not be working. No, they're, we'll they're working. I can okay. see that. Cool. We are on episode 199, which means next week is 200, which is absolutely mad to think we've done 200 episodes. What are you going to do for 200? We have a plan. Rob it's, Jones has a plan. Surely. Rob Jones is like, <laughs> let's do 200 tips for running or something. I was like, No. You've done that every Christmas, I think. <laughs> Christmas and like episode 100, we did 101 running tips yeah, true. as well. I remember. So no, but we have a plan and uh, yeah, you'll hear it next week. Amazing. Yeah. Don't forget this show is brought to you by Hoka, the new Hoka Mac X. Have you seen, seen it yet? No, I have not. I wore it last week, the first time and it got a few suspect looks. But I have a feeling it's going to be a. Is it colourful? It is colourful. I, think I actually. did see it when you unboxed it's it. It's mainly black, but it has got some pink. Uh, yeah, some pink, some <laughs> green, some yellow, some orange, oh. some white. It's a lot going on, but from a long distance, they just look black. Mm. The other option was this <laughs> they don't <look> green, <laughs> green colour, which um, Marcus liked the green so much he got two pairs. Oh, I like the black so much I got two pairs of the black. But I can see he regrets it. And he looks at my shoes every time I wear them thinking, I wish I got black. And you've Jonesy, got to worry about the socks as well then. With the, oh, black and white works for them. Jonesy got one of each, of course. For each foot. <laughs> uh, we probably would wear one on each foot, yeah. But no, he got a green pair and a black pair. But what I love about the shoe is it's, uh, it's like their Carbon X2, which was like two years ago, their Carbon shoe. Mm. And this X material is not carbon. It's a new X foam, which is more durable than carbon. 34% apparently. So therefore it lasts longer. So you can use it more as a training shoe, let's say. Um, and you're not so worried about they just being your race specific carbon shoe. So would you say it's more of an easy running shoe or a tempo? It's a tempo shoe. Tempo shoe. It's a tempo shoe for sure. And I think they would run a nice marathon in them. Mm. Yeah, I think so. They just feel really good. Very light. And, yeah. uh, I'm a big fan. I think it could be my new favorite. Ah, yeah. Mac 5, which I'm wearing right now, definitely my favorite. And this one, I think, is slowly edging ahead. But Mac 5 is an easy running shoe, surely. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Although, I've done mm. marathon and some track sets in it. I don't know. I like all the Hoka range, to be honest. You're, what are you in? New Balance now? Ooh, these are, actually, yes. I chop and change all you the do. time. I change a lot. You do. I'm not sponsored. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> so I do what I want. Yeah. Do you know, I like not having choice. Yeah. Do you know what but I, mean? I But you do have choice, don't you? Because you have a variety of the same brand. True. So I just do that with different brands for different yeah. sessions. True, true. So yeah, I have like a race shoe that I definitely, like New Balance is what I raced in last weekend. Yeah. And I really like that carbon shoe. Yeah. Um, but then I use different shoes for easy running or 
tempo sessions and stuff as well and colors of course for outfits colors for outfits <laughs> socks tops <laughs> you gotta match it all matters oh it's stressful and then you've got the red and then see if you've got pink shoes oh yeah nightmare. yeah no i think hectic less choice for me the better yeah but it's good to have a choice of within the same brand then yeah that feels yeah. good have you ever worn the nike alpha flies i have never actually i've tried them on in a shop i've never run in them I think whenever I've tried them on, I feel like I'm going to fall over just standing. Yeah. So I was like, how could I possibly run in them? Yeah. I've never, never tried. Interesting. Have you? No. Mm. Never tried them. Skinny's the only one I know who's tried them. He's run a few races in them. Loves them. Yeah. Yeah. But he's obviously sponsored by On. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Stitch you up, Skinny. <laughs> nah, he's running in those new On Super Shoe now. He is. The ones, I think they're banned in triathlon or something now. I think they are. And also I saw something the other day that apparently they have four marathons in them. The shoes. And then next. Um, hmm? Then you can't wear them yeah. anymore. Well, they say like their durability yeah. is four marathons, which is not a lot, is it? No. Yeah. You've got to be pretty committed to the marathon. Yeah. But also if you're going to race maybe? in them, you're still going to do a couple of training runs training in them. So in them, yeah. like 30K runs and things. Yeah, define so. like, yeah. So Maybe. how many track sets is worth a marathon? Surely you wouldn't wear your race shoes on a track set. But he does. Yeah, but he does, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. off topic, but on topic to start the show. Let's go back to you. Amsterdam Marathon was two weeks ago now. One week ago. One week, one day. Two weekends sure <laughs> that's how we talk this comes out on a wednesday <laughs> eight days ago <laughs> this comes out on a wednesday so listen to okay a week and a half ago uh, yeah a week and a half ago go on then we'll go a week and a half um where do we begin it's like all british people the weather the weather biblical <laughs> <laughs> hailing rain. hailing raining sunny there were rainbows it was inside we had everything good windy it's a good marathon it has everything i actually really enjoyed the weather i think yeah. it it added a lot of like, I mean, the hailstorm that arrived was in yeah. the warm up. Okay. Literally, like, we ran four minutes out easy. That four minute, we turned around, and when we turned around, the heavens opened and we all got hailed on. There was nowhere to go, nowhere to hide. <laughs> and it that. was just hilarious. I think it just got rid of a lot of people's race nerves in a way because it just, like, hail's always hilarious because it's not something you're ever used to you don't know what to do True. um and yeah and people were soaked through and it was a bit like okay it might rain in this marathon anyway you're gonna get wet your feet are gonna get wet it's already happened and everyone yeah. just kind of got on with it and it just i think broke the ice and everyone was just a bit like we are here to have fun yes you have marathon goals and things like that but at the end of the day there yeah. is literally nothing you can do about the weather do you um, think that was a, a short snapshot of the theme of your build-up to amsterdam anyway <laughs> My build-up was a little bit random. Hayley, wasn't it? <laughs> Hayley, yeah. It was biblical. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. But yeah. let's not go there yet. Let's stick on, on race day. Yeah. So the warm-up was a cool-up. Yeah. Getting hailed on. Yeah. And then the the start, you're actually, I think you guys warmed up. You managed to warm up pretty close to the start line, right? Yeah. Which is not always the case in a major. Yeah. So we warmed up close to the start line and then we just got absolutely scattered because 
we managed to get a photo and then I think I looked at my watch and I was like, oh my God, it's starting in five minutes and we still need to do backdrop and stuff like this, yeah. which is hectic. So everyone kind of scattered. Um, everyone pretty much got split up. Everyone had different pens anyway, starting pens and waves yeah. and things like yeah. that. So then, yeah, I started on my own. I tried to look back for some other people and it there were thousands of people like you can't find anyone yeah, anymore yeah. so everyone just kind of got on with it and i think again you were just plummeted into this realization that it's like <laughs> okay it is your race it no, doesn't matter yeah. everyone's around everyone's gonna get going yeah. just at slightly different points yeah so yeah it was <laughs> cut <laughs> the parachute and go <laughs> and then yeah you turn your coach's brain off and start thinking about yourself a bit more yeah um and marcus had done the warm-up as well so i think everyone like he has amazing energy yeah. in a warm-up. Anyways. Um, Were they allowed to talk during the warm-up or no talking? There was not much talking, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, it wasn't like an LRC warm-up. Yeah. But he was high energy, which was really good. I think everyone felt really good after that warm-up. And it was just a bit like, yeah, everyone just went, okay, I need to get stuff done now. Anyone who needs to go to the loo, go to the, and it was just yeah, go. Yeah. yeah, so I kind of took off coach's hat and just... Yeah myself somewhere in the starting pen yeah. which was jam-packed there was puddles everywhere on that athletics track a bit like ours here <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and yeah it was just like okay now it's time to race how was the general energy around you from the other competitors a mixture i would say like we were a lot potentially calmer than other i think there's a lot of you feel other people's nerves right on the start line yeah. and everyone was trying to keep themselves dry and things like that, which we still were to an extent, but because you had gotten changed out of warm-up clothes into race kit. Yeah. And you didn't know you were just about to get held on three <laughs> minutes time anyway. But um, yeah, I would say people around me were a bit nervous. Uh, the gun went and nothing happened because the gun <laughs> was obviously just for the elites. Yeah. So there was like this nervous energy and normally you see a race like start moving forward, but there was actually no movement because they I didn't realize they were going to hold us and then... We set off the next in like five minutes. So we just kind of, it was a bit of an anticlimax because yeah. you saw like the confetti go and everything and then we, no one moved. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the energy was mixed, I suppose. Like some people super exci excited, some people super calm. Yeah. A bit of everything. It's always interesting to look around you and just see yeah. who's doing what. Yeah. yeah. And also I think racing overseas is very different to here because racing here it's not as busy. Even right. if you do one of the marathons here, you're not as like sardine yeah. packed. Yeah. Like we were jam packed onto that athletics track. Yeah. Um, like once you found a spot, like you, you literally can't get anyone else in. Like even if I had been able to see someone else from in a fight, you, you they do? couldn't move. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How many were doing it? In total. Yeah. So I think it was 20,000 in the marathon and 20 in the half. Wow. So yeah, but the half started later. So okay. at 9 a.m., I think there was 20,000 of us, 15,000 in the athletic stadium and then 5,000 outside of the athletic stadium yeah. because they had a capacity allowance. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it definitely felt busy. Yeah. Very busy. Very busy. And of that 20,000, you had around 20 in a the fight there? Yes, we had 20. Nice. <laughs> Making up a percentage. Yep. <laughs> and uh, like you've already said, the general feel of people was quite high energy, thanks to Marcus and the warm-up. Yep. Do you think there's also something about, I mean, you've done two overseas marathons now with, with the team, and you've actually done a few other overseas, overseas races with, mm. with the team as well. Is there like quite a nice team atmosphere when you go into an international race with people that you know? 
Yeah, I think so. I think even if people don't know each other, which is strange because we all know most clients, yeah. but they don't necessarily know each other yeah, because yeah, people might point. come to a morning session or an evening session and things like that. So you forget yeah. that even within Ladies Run Club, there's often not a crossover. Yeah. Um, but I think once they stand next to each other and start warming up, it is just, it's a team. And yeah. they everyone respects each other. Everyone's there for... Yeah their own personal reason, but also there to support others. Yeah. And yeah, I think there is like a huge team element Yeah, to like, we've all traveled here. Like most of us were on the same flight. <laughs> There's a bit of respect as well, right? It's like, you've trained for this as well. Yeah. I know what you've been through to be here. Yeah. I know what it feels like right now, standing in the rain. Yeah. <laughs> and like Simon yeah. had a couple of people there from Ireland as well. So yeah. again, like we don't, we've never met those people, but yeah. they just slotted in to the warm up as well. And everyone knows you just go in a line, the warm up. like he obviously delivers a very similar yeah. warm up to what we do at track and what I do at ladies run club and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's just like, we had this little patch where we warmed up and it was, there was only enough space for like six walking lunges. And then we <laughs> hit a wall yeah. <laughs> um, and we were actually undercover, but everyone just fell into like almost like pace lines and just knew the rhythm of how <laughs> to do it. It was pretty cool comfort comfort yeah. zones of, yeah. of knowing what you're doing yeah that's cool i think well, i was chatting with jess last week on uh, when she was on the show and we were talking about like how cool it is that we used to have 12 at dubai marathon mm. and now there's like 20 going to an yeah. overseas marathon yeah it's, it's amazing cool. it's that's yeah. a testament to what you've built as well actually oh thanks <laughs> you uh you targeted this marathon as one that you'd wanted to i guess pb in or go yeah. well in um and training kicked off in the summer for you yeah and then you <laughs> decided to <laughs> went horribly horribly wrong <laughs> face plant with your knees a, a trail yeah when that was 10 weeks ago 12 weeks ago yeah it was bang on 12 it was literally day one of a 12 12 week block that so i fell most marathon plans are 12 yeah. weeks so you kicked yours off with taking your self to hospital <laughs> <laughs> so yeah maybe tell us a bit about how it's been for you sort of getting past that traditional setup of a marathon which you do a lot right you 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 are a marathon runner and you enjoy the process of going to a marathon yeah suddenly that rug is pulled from underneath your feet how is that to get over the through the hurdles of being able to build for a marathon without actually going through a build of a marathon yeah um i think so when i fell i was just well I don't know how to answer this question. When I fell, I think the next day I was like, oh, I'll, I've got a track session tomorrow. Like you're in <laughs> denial, right? Yeah. And Jack was a bit like, okay, you've got a hole in your leg. You're yeah, to we'll put it into context, you, yeah. you actually basically ripped a hole in your patella. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you could see your patella bone, which yeah. is your kneecap. Yeah. So it wasn't like you had a little scratch. I didn't have a little scratch. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was a hole and, in my leg. Yeah. yeah. And Jack luckily was on the same trail, took me to hospital, um, got patched up. And I think the pain kicked in probably the next day because adrenaline has worn off. And then yeah. I was like, I will not be running track. <laughs> <Duh>. <laughs> Can't even get out of bed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think from then I was like, okay, this is going to take some time to heal. I don't think I realized how deep it was and how long it was going to take to heal. And then almost yeah. like the rehab afterwards of having kept my legs straight for so long. It's a really niggly place to do it, right? I literally, your knee bends. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember, I literally couldn't bend my knee. <laughs> I came back in and I was limping still after like four weeks. Yeah. And there was no way to run. So I think 
once I realized how, like, I suppose injured it was, just the expectation of even running a marathon, it was off. Yeah. Like, and I think a couple of weeks after I had done it, Marcus said, I know Amsterdam's going to be on your mind. Why don't you think about different things you can do in terms of, okay, go there, run with a client or something. And I was a bit like, I ha it's actually not on my mind because the thought of even running a marathon 12 weeks ago when I had first fallen, it was, yeah. there was no way. It was way too far-fetched. So I kind of gradually just pegged it back. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I, I literally need to learn to bend my leg like that. I was once the cut had healed and I was looking at my leg and I was like, I need to bend it. And it's the weirdest thing because <laughs> you're looking at your leg and you yeah. can't move it. It's yeah. so strange. I've never had that before. So yeah, so everything just became about being really daily and thinking, okay, what can I do today? How can I improve? Yeah. And then I just stacked on that and somehow got back to running <laughs> and then ran a marathon. <laughs> when did you, when did you realize the marathon could be on here? Um, I think about two to three weeks before I had, so I'd been doing, once I got movement back, I gradually started running. We were doing like a lot of drill work and run form work. I had started doing some strength work again. I was running and I think about three weeks before I'd probably run back to about a 50, 60 K week. So it felt pretty normal in this. The intensity wasn't there. Yeah. I was running like a track session, a tempo session, a long run and things like that. So structurally it was yeah. back and I didn't have any pain in my knee. And I think the biggest worry for me coming back to running was a compensation injury. Mm. So I didn't want to run awkward. Like when I had the limp, yeah. <laughs> like you would just ping something else if you came back too soon. Yeah. And then there was a couple of runs I did before. So I definitely didn't go into this marathon overcooked from training. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was, I think, a run the week before where I had, well, two weeks before I ran 30K. So that for me was like a massive box tick. Mm. Um, I think before that run, I had asked Marcus if he thought I could physically run 42 and he had said yes, <laughs> but I still didn't quite believe it until I'd run the 30. Yeah. And running 30K here in like 30 degree heat Yep. I was cooked after that run, yeah. but I was a bit like, it's not going to be that hot in Amsterdam. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> Little did you definitely know. <laughs> not. <laughs> Hail. <laughs> and then I think the week before I had a run that was a goal marathon pace of what my previous marathons were. Yeah. And again, we got slammed by some really bad humidity mm. that weekend. Yeah. And I was like, I, I physically am not going to be able to hit this. So I just chunked it down instead of doing two 10k blocks I did like four 5ks yeah. with recovery in between and when I was running that session I was a bit like huh I can I'm holding the pace and yeah. it's hot and it didn't feel like a nine out of ten it felt like a seven or an eight yeah so I think that gave me confidence and I just kind of thought I might as well go into this marathon and see what happens there's no expectation yeah. I was no longer targeting it for a pb but I believed that I could do the 42 yeah so, yeah. So I was just, I can't remember what the book's called, but I was like, I was just listening to it and it says, we can be told something and you can say, yeah, I believe it. But actually mm. until you feel it, yeah. you don't believe it. Yeah. So that 30K and the run the week before helped you feel that you could actually do 42. Yeah. But you, the PB just wasn't on your mind because you were like, why would I be able to do that? Yeah. So I think like, well, the, 
the run before was at goal marathon pace. Yeah. So I was like, physically, I realized I can run that pace. Whereas before I had been like, oh, no, no, no. Like if I get around 42, it's just going to be easy running yeah. and I'm going to be super grateful for it. And then I think when I, it started to be like, oh, ran like almost like random that I could feel the pace coming back. Yeah. Even though I'd done no pace work <laughs> the last however many weeks. Yeah. And then, yeah, I just went in with no expectation and yeah. I started at what I actually did for the race was I looked at my previous marathons and I looked, I always drop off a cliff at like 25K in yeah. a marathon and I fall off and my pace drops by usually about 45 seconds a K. So I had a look there and I basically started at that pace. Yeah. And my goal was to just start there if it felt easy, just gradually get a little bit faster yeah. And then it became like a game on the yeah. day because it was just like, oh, let's Set yourself beat the next up one. To win. Yeah. Yeah. How cool. It's very uh, wise actually to go back and look at what you dropped to mm. and start that. I read your, your blog when you said that. I was like, oh yeah, that's a smart thing to do. And you've got some great data to help you with that, right? Yeah. Because that's the other thing. You weren't unfit. No. And I think, yes, I hadn't had the ideal training block, but you haven't lost all the previous fitness that you've built. It's not like I've come, it's not like it's my first training block. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got three or four years of yeah. marathon, marathon training. training right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, that's huge, huge thing for your base, which normally a marathon block is about building a base. Then you go into your yeah. race pace stuff, your tempo stuff. And so base box already ticked and you basically yeah. just did your cherry on top and yeah, into <laughs> the race. The, the pacing tactic you did was very smart at let's go let's jump to halfway then and you've obviously started at a slower pace than what you normally would mm. start at are you thinking this marathon feels way better than it should or are you thinking this feels about right for where i want to be it felt it did feel easy like the pace pace wise yeah i felt like it was almost like gratitude because First of all, I was like, I can't believe I'm even running this. Like, I felt <laughs> like a bit of a cheat being able to even run it. Yeah. And then every other marathon I've ever done, I've got to halfway and been like, uh-oh, here it comes. <laughs> and you almost have this fear of, you get to 21 and yeah. you're like, okay, that's ticked. But then you have a fear of getting to 30 because everyone always tells you after 30, it's unknown territory and all this, like anything can happen. Yeah. You don't know. And I got to 21 or 20 and I was like feeling literally fine i was like mm. this is a five out of ten and which is perfect for a marathon actually yeah but i've never had that feeling <laughs> and it was obviously i was running a lot slower than what i would previously run because yeah. of the way i was trying to do it and i just thought i should try <laughs> and that it would almost be a waste to just keep going running a five out of ten yeah. so i decided to up it and it was almost like I was looking forward to getting to the next third, like to the next five. And then yeah. 30 didn't even phase me because I was like, oh, I can still go. I'm a seven out of 10. Let me try yeah. and get to an eight out of 10. Yeah. So yeah, it just became super fun. <laughs> I actually thought of you when I got to 30K because that's where you left me when we ran Abu Dhabi <laughs> together. Oh yeah. And you were pacing me and it all went horribly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so horribly wrong not because of my pacing thank you <laughs> and not because of your pacing your yeah. pacing was bang on but it was way too fast for me and i actually thought oh at 30k in Abu Dhabi, i was like tom don't go <laughs> <laughs> i was so screwed i was so happy to step off the course that day oh it was terrible yeah, yeah i 30 felt is, fresh 30, 30 is a unique mark yeah. as well right like 
not everyone's been there. And I always say this with the guys doing Ironman and when you're in that marathon and don't think you're in the bag until you've got that. Yeah, it's you, not When in you're the inside bag. 10K, you can start thinking this is going to get done with yeah. 5K to go, let's celebrate. But you've got to get to that marker, 30, 32, and yeah. feel like you can run another 12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which a lot of people think, because it's a race, like I need to go out hard yeah. from the start. It's going to be hard at 10K. It's going to be hard at halfway hard at 30 but i'm gonna push on it's like a marathon's a long way it is. if you've used all your bullets by 30 you're gonna yeah. have a real bad time in the last yeah. bit but if you've saved them you've actually set yourself up to have an amazing yeah. last 12 which is such a unique thing for a lot of people yeah running and i was actually because i was thinking in 5k chunks I was like, okay, so I'm at 30. I just need to get to 35. And it was almost, I was genuinely having a great time. Yeah. So I was almost a bit like, oh no, it's almost over. Oh, wow. Which is also mad to think in a marathon. Yeah. Like there was 12K to go. And in my head, I was like, I only have two more blocks. <laughs> so it's like, but I was enjoying it. So wow. yeah. But then I somehow forgot it's obviously 42. Yeah. And you obviously run it a little bit long. So I ran my two more blocks and then I was like, oh no, <laughs> 2K, I've got to really hold on now. <laughs> like I've been running nine out of 10 for 5K already. Yeah. So yeah, the last 5K, I was definitely not celebrating. I was <laughs> dying. Pushing it hard. was like a track session. Nice. Yeah. And when did it dawn on you that PB was coming on? I think mm, probably like 2K to go. <laughs> so I didn't have average pace or current pace on my watch. So I couldn't actually see it. So Perfect. what I actually had was um, total time. So I knew when to take my nutrition. Yeah. And I had last lap pace and lap uh, distance. Wait a minute. So I was total lapping time. every 5K. Last lap pace. Yeah. Lap distance. Yeah. Okay. So every 5K I would hit lap and then I would see what my time was for that 5K. Oh. So I would see like, okay, that one was, I think the first one was like 23, 24 minutes. Yeah. So then I was like, okay. And it was literally going down by a minute every time. Right. So I didn't actually know what my total, my current pace was. Yeah. Or I would, cause you can't work it out after a while. Yeah. And so every now and then I would flick my screen back just to see roughly what average pace I was coming out at. That dopamine hit. But yeah. Well, <laughs> just to see if it was definitely coming down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wasn't fixated on it. So then I, it was like only in the last couple of K where you're running back through the park and I knew that it was coming. Like I knew that that park was at 40K. And so there was about 2K to go. And then you can obviously, it's super easy maths because you're like, okay, if I run two four minute Ks, then I'll be there in eight minutes. Yeah. And that I could do in like from my total dis total time on my watch. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was literally the last couple of K that I was realizing, but then I was a bit like, oh, I've got to keep holding this pace. <laughs> I'm yeah, really right. struggling. Yeah. So, but 2K, you can normally, you can yeah. hit 2K under 10 minutes, no problem. Yeah. And then the feeling, I'm guessing goosebumps. The last on. bit, it was weird. It, like I, I checked my watch at, the finish was in the stadium and I was for the longest time I was like where is this stadium why is this stadium not getting closer yeah. and then the crowd are obviously insane yeah and everyone's cheering for you yeah. strangers and then I heard a load of LRC clients cheering 
And I was literally like, my eyes hurt from like, <laughs> I know Marcus said the same thing, but it's like lactic acid in your right. eyes for just running hard for 7K off the back of 35. And I was like, I can't actually look at them because I I felt quite overwhelmed by it all. Yeah. But also like, I was like, if I look, I think I might fall because I'm so tired. <laughs> and I was just like concentrating. And I think the way I'd run the whole race, I wasn't running with people who were, ever running the same pace as me. Mm. It was like, I was just catching up with people. So I was just overtaking people constantly because yeah. I'd obviously started further back. And yeah, and then I got into the athletic stadium and it said 175 meters to go, which then feels horrific because you're like, <laughs> 175, why is it not? Number. But also why is it not just finishing now? Oh, like yeah. that, it felt like the longest time. And then from nowhere, nobody, was around like I had a couple of runners behind me but all of a sudden no one was in front of me like whoever was finishing before had already finished yeah. and it was just like all the pain that I was feeling just went away yeah. and it was just like it was so weird it was just like I couldn't help but to almost like laugh at the camera <laughs> that was like right there in front of me I was like it's like I was the only person finishing that race so it was almost like you just go from like pure pain to like elation yeah. in a millisecond yeah it was so weird yeah pure ecstasy yeah. right yeah you can do anything good. you want in that moment yeah yeah so i just yeah. kept running <laughs> <laughs> carried on to pb 50 nah you so yeah pb time there's a video on your instagram of you doing it finishing yeah and it's everything that i would hope to see for you in that last whatever i don't know where that video was taken 500 meters, 500 meters to, go. to go yeah it was just before coming into the stadium and if you know what that's like, it evokes the emotion as well, I think, you know, yeah. and all of the work in the past is actually just pouring out through your feelings, like all the stuff you've suppressed from tiredness, training runs, hopes not happening, you know, years of it, actually. And then suddenly, you, you know, you're going to do it. And it's literally just a time. Yeah. But what that means to you is just, I mean, it, it means so much to you that obviously it's causing emotions that actually you can't even you just can't hold them back anymore right no. there's nothing you could have done to have not been how you were no <laughs> it's wild <laughs> could be the most powerful thing ever right? yeah yeah and it's and it is just a time on a clock yeah and it's not even like my ultimate time time goal yeah but i think it was the fact that the training i had cobbled together in the lead up yeah. to this i had such low expectation of what was to come of the race yeah. that it was yeah it was just like yeah super nice <laughs> yeah, it's amazing it's very cool and that's the power of sport isn't it yeah it's it's why yeah anything any game anything you know you see it in tennis matches i think of tennis because that's what you used to play but you see it on the weekend in the in the semi-finals of the rugby like grown men falling to their knees on the yeah. pitch in like tears or they're singing their national anthem at the start in tears and it's because they've put so much work in and it doesn't yeah. matter that it's what it, what it's for it's about the work you've put in and the outcome that you get out of it yeah and that is the power of sport but particularly in this case the power of running yeah and it's because it's such a solo effort the other thing i think people often train for in a marathon is to be on your own for three hours or three hours whatever it's going to be some people four five like you're on your own for that yeah. okay there's people around you but you've got to put up with your own voice yeah. <laughs> for that very long true. 
like and your voice can become your worst enemy or your best friend yeah and you have to control it and the only way you can control it is by is by being in charge of it if you like and the only way to be in charge of it is to be respectful to it is to be kind to it in some cases is to be disciplined to it yeah you're not allowed to switch off no and right. there was points where i like for a few minutes where you do just wander yeah and then i was like i'm in a race like yeah. i've got to go yeah. <laughs> like i can't like i've held on now for this long yeah you've got to like pull it back yeah it's such a um, fine line yeah it's a fine line it's amazing and it's not a lot of difference between like jonesy doing his 200 i keep saying 244k 246k you doing your marathon or someone going out and melting themselves over a 5k mm. like if you run a hard 5k it can feel mentally as long or draining as running 246ks it's all relative to what you're willing to put into your head to stop yeah. yourself just edging off a little bit you yeah know? even one percent backing off is too much if you want to achieve what your personal best is. Yeah. And also I think like you said, having, depending on what like your internal chatter is, yeah. like I've had races where you just fall off a cliff mentally, like physically I was fine. Yeah. But then you're just like, you tell yourself you can't do it and that's the end. Yeah. Like, and then you've got a really long 20K yeah. of negotiating with yourself as to whether you can or can't do it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. I think in this race, I was like, yeah, I can. Like, <laughs> why can't I? So I just kept yeah. going because I was like, I can, I can do it. I can yeah. keep going. Like you're physically fine. So why not? And it comes back to hailstones, right? Yeah. It comes back to removing the, the pressure of like, okay, I've done everything the right way here. Mm. I have no excuses not to. Yeah. The minute you actually, you have the excuse not to, you want to show that you don't need you an can. excuse not yeah. to, you can do it. Yeah. It's hugely powerful, actually. It is amazing. And I think the other side to it, we're seeing more and more in, in ladies run club and i see you every monday morning when i arrive to the gym you guys True. are running around <laughs> almost run us over <laughs> yeah and and every wednesday when i'm teaching strength up in the in the studio i see you guys warming up and for them it's just turning up getting that time to come and run you yeah. know could you run two times a week oh no way i'm too busy suddenly it's like well maybe you could find some time on a monday morning or a wednesday afternoon or a monday afternoon and a wednesday morning like maybe i could but yeah. we'll see. And then it becomes a habit. And then it becomes, I'd like to be able to run 5K. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a rush because you probably don't think you can do it. Yeah. But suddenly you start building to it. And now we're seeing, like you say at the start, 20. And how many of them were your ladies run club? Ooh, 10? 10? I actually don't know. If that I'll is the case, ten. then how unreal, right? Like yeah. 10 ladies who may not even be running and now go like have gone to an international marathon to achieve that yeah and it's like we say and, and you put it brilliantly when you said about the being injured bit is you you became more daily yeah so don't jump ahead to the to the big picture yeah you don't have to freak out about running a marathon in six months you yeah. can peg it back to what you can do now and yeah. gradually build yeah it's very cool i think someone i was having a chat to yesterday and they were like telling me how hard triathlon training is and something else and i said why don't you just quit and they're like what i was like just quit if you miss it you can always take it back up Oof. you know and it was like hmm actually have control of that and it's like same thing for like getting into running it's like yeah. why don't you just try it for a month did they quit i don't know it was i think it was only yesterday like why don't you just try it for a month and then see if it works and if, if it doesn't it's okay 
you know, it's fine. You can either stop running or maybe you want to go back to something else. Yeah. It's like, we jump ahead to like, right, I'm going to start running. Now it looks like it is forever. Like, mm-hmm. it's not forever. Nothing is. So just take your time day by day. If you wake up, feel like running, yeah. you can. It's like you, if you get to 30K, great. If not, well, I didn't expect to get here anyway. So yeah. that's all right. And also just not, I think, comparing yourself to other people's journeys. Yeah. So I think a lot of what people always say with races like this is, oh, I'm just doing the half or I'm only doing the half. And it's like, that's okay. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be just or only. You're doing a half marathon. Yeah. It's still 21K and running a hard 21K is still <laughs> really hard. Horrendous at times, yeah. yeah. Like a 10 really. Like, yeah. yeah. And so it doesn't matter if you prefer half marathons over marathons or 10Ks or 5Ks. It's yeah. whatever you want to do. Yeah. It doesn't mean that marathon runners are better yeah. or... Yeah. like have yeah higher status or anything it's whatever no, no, no. you want and whatever you, like you can fit into your schedule that makes you happy yeah it's taking your brain up to that stretch point where it's like and you can do it however you want if you go on a row of 30 seconds and go absolutely hard as you possibly can Thanks. and you'll you'll want to quit at 10 seconds <laughs> yeah. in but do you make it to 30 yeah and it's a, it's all about getting your brain the panic button just moving yeah. it a little bit further away from your hand yeah. each time you know, and that passes over into life with work. If you've had a bad day at work and you suddenly want to quit and everything's terrible, it's like, yeah. just remove the panic button a little bit and yeah. you can deal with this. Come because, back fresh. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've, you can do hard things in training. You can do hard things in your life. And it, yeah. it, it all crosses over. You're craving that bad food. Hang on a minute. Let me just, again, push that panic button out a bit further. Yeah. Think about what I actually want to do here. You know, it's same thing when you're in a, let's say a half marathon, 10K, you've got 10K to go. I actually don't want to do this. Just yeah, I want to stop. <laughs> give yourself a couple of Ks, Yeah. right? Everyone's been through that. Yeah. Like, oh, I felt terrible at whatever marathon. I felt terrible at 30, but then suddenly yeah. like I had 10K left and I knew I could do it. Yeah, I had one client say to me, he runs a lot of 10Ks or used to. And he was like, so many times I get to 7K and I just see people like spectators. <laughs> he was like, I could just merge in with them. <laughs> like, yeah. It is so tempting. You're like, why am I putting myself through this? Yeah. Because you could, you, and I definitely thought this even in the marathon, like you can just stop. You can like, in for me, that last like 5K or so was so hard. Yeah. And I was just like, you can make that stop right away by away. just stopping. But you can guarantee in about 30 seconds, you'd feel so bad. Yeah. You'd feel so guilty. Yeah. Whereas if you just push through it and then you get the finish yeah. and the pain goes away, yeah. but you feel so happy about it. So it's like, yeah. it's not pulling out and going with the spectators. Yeah, yeah. It's pushing through yeah. and it is just like, yeah, tricking your mind into yeah. keeping going. Yeah. It is all, it's a bit of a trick, isn't it? So just a complete... Like you're just persuading yourself. Yeah. <laughs> but you can persuade yourself self either way, right? Yeah, you can. Yeah, You can. And I think as well, when you go that way, it's a really then it's the next task is how can you brush it off of like, right, that was then. It doesn't mean I'm mm. going to be like that. Yeah. Forever. Like you Abu Dhabi learn. last year, I tried to run it as a bit of a, just to see where I was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm getting a stitch. And I was like, I don't want to run with a stitch. And I'd like 10K left. And I was yeah. like, I'm out. So I just stopped, walked, and then it was a real battle to be like, right, you're going to now do this, but in a in another race. Yeah. Forget the feeling of when you get a stitch, I'm going to stop. Mm. Like that was your fault then because you weren't trained for it. So you had to like then put into practice, like train up to that point where you feel like a stitch is coming on and then 
work through it learn and to go through like yeah. the slate yeah like yeah and it's it's again it comes back over to life it's when we have those hard meetings in work or you have the client that you think hmm how am I gonna get through this or the last time I tried this with someone mm. this happened like okay that happened but it doesn't mean it's gonna happen again yeah like you've got to learn to wipe the slate clean and then create a new pathway of what's going to happen don't just think ahead that that is going to happen because that's what i mean that's basically we're describing anxiety right yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're trying to predict the future and it's not happened yet yeah and it, it's it's but fascinating it's having actually. the awareness as well i think to reflect on it and to learn from it yeah rather than just be like oh well this happens every time and i get to 30 or 20 or whatever yeah. it is and realizing what happens what you can change what's in your control yeah and like actually working through it yeah um, I think that when I did Vienna, like six months ago, I got to halfway and I literally had that internal dialogue of here it comes. Yeah. <laughs> like This is where I always break down in a marathon. Oh, wow. Yeah. Whereas I didn't have that this time because I was playing a little 5K game. Yeah. But yeah, it is. But then I knew that that was a block. So I worked on trying to fix it. Yeah, exactly. Which is the game game part to it, right? It's like gamifying it. The, I actually I'd forgotten I got stitches that time I'd have like a stitch while running every for like every run for like two months maybe it was telling you to stop running <laughs> do you know that I'm listening to signs like that more and more now yeah like okay like you're, you're getting Achilles. a stitch every run like <laughs> yeah yeah it's time to stop and it was yeah my, my Achilles pain had gone yeah. and I was like now I'm getting stitches when I run <laughs> come on so like, weird. give me a break but I can't remember what I did to stop it but it stopped probably just relaxed I don't know can't remember if I remember because there's no actual know. cure for stitches no if you ask my mate in school back when uh he was a really fast winger he used to say you got to kiss your knee ah, while running interesting and it gets rid of your stitch I my PE teacher always said like put your thumb in where it is in it yeah like, in your ribs well, it, it's a spasm of your deep yeah like breathing muscles basically or you sometimes your your deep intercostals I don't know what the science behind that was but I always think of it when I get a stitch but it wasn't working. I was <laughs> kissing both knees and then neither was working. But yeah, it's very interesting. And I think you've got to see those things as cool. How do we now move past this? Mm. Rather than, oh, this fight now it. dictates the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. Fight it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Always look for fights. Good. Anything else happen in Amsterdam you want to share? <laughs> Saw some good, no. some good pizza <laughs> parties. <laughs> no, uh, no. no talk of the nights out. No. no, everyone's pretty tired. <laughs> I was like, oh, Amsterdam, huh? Like, yeah, Amsterdam. There was a plan B. <laughs> what goes on tour stays on tour. I understand. Stays on tour. I understand. Good. And uh, we we can't announce which race yet, but there will be a spring marathon. There will be. For in a fight. In April. Yes. So training through the winter, which apparently is preferred. <laughs> Way better for people. Yeah, that'll be very exciting. And like you said, all the things about at the start of a international marathon, you're going, you're not in a, in Dubai, you're in a different place, but you've got the right people around you. Yeah. Everything, all the comforts of your home club, if you like, at yeah. an away race. But the excitement of being somewhere completely different. Yeah. yeah Good. Cool. And of course, I have to ask you the question, what's next? <laughs> April marathon. <laughs> Is that it? Uh, Do yeah. some other local races? Yes. I have like a pretty jam-packed race schedule for Ladies Run Club. Yeah. So I will jump in with them for some fun runs slash some races i'll yeah. probably race on myself yeah um 
but yeah just tried to get back to actual <laughs> proper training okay <laughs> and then maybe not too proper though nah keep it <laughs> keep it loose <laughs> what works and then yeah just turn up do something and then yeah i'll target another marathon and you're you've done the same time for your 10k pb twice right do you know i think i've done it three times three times i have since pb'd that ah again. okay yeah okay but i for three time for three runs on the trot i did exactly <laughs> the same to the second 10k time at least from a favorite fact about you which got a little bit frustrating <laughs> <laughs> i'm like i don't even know if it qualifies as a pb <laughs> it's just the same yeah no it doesn't if it's and the then same, yeah surely. i think i took like 45 seconds of it off it last time when i did dubai 10k so yeah dubai maybe 10K. 10k on marathon day dubai marathon 10k oh yeah when they moved it to expo which actually, interestingly, was your original race that made you think, I wonder yeah. if I can do yeah. that. Which is, I might do it again in January because it's back to the normal route. Yes. Which was the route. Yeah. So the context behind that was in 2019. Yeah. I did that 10K. And that was like, I ran a PB and we had just moved to Dubai. And I think Jack said to me, do you think you could be one of those girls who was on the podium yeah. and my Little answer was yes <laughs> if i had a job that allowed me to train more yeah if i had people to train with and if i was more consistent with my running yeah and yeah now i tick those boxes 2019 we had a pdxp group for that mm. do you remember us then 2019 not at dubai marathon but at rack yes so it must have been rack in February 2019. Hmm. I'm actually in the same photo as Rob Jones on the Whoa. start line. So you know how you have like, it just yeah. picks up your bib number. So me and Rob Jones, I think we're stood like three people away from each other. His hair didn't was know extra each other. spiky back then. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't know each other, but we were on the start line together. Wow. Mar I actually don't know who ran it faster. <laughs> I should look. <laughs> yeah, you should. So I'm trying to think Dubai Marathon 2019. Skinny wasn't here yet. Yeah. Oh. No, he ran it in 2020. Yeah. This would have been me. No, maybe it was 2020 then. Because it was the January, right? When was COVID? It was pre-COVID. Yeah, COVID was here 15th of March 2020. Yeah, so it must have been 2020, January. Ah, not 2019. Because I moved here 2019 in the September. So 2020. The race was in the January, right? So yeah, yeah. January and February 2020. So we were down, we, we took camping chairs, inner fight towels and something else down to just outside uh, Jumeirah Beach Hotel. Oh yeah. Yeah, so actually on the 10K turnaround. Yeah. Uh, like literally where you guys you. turn right and the marathoners <laughs> yeah, guys you just turn, you turn straight. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then Rob Jones and I stayed on that course for five hours. We watched Ooh. our last marathoner come past so good. we had a boom box amazing <laughs> we <were> like, <laughs> i definitely don't remember you and i remember i think it was ruby guru and we were playing uh kaiser chiefs ruby 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 amazing. on repeat until she came past unreal so good <laughs> <laughs> i remember that day so well and then i went and swam like i don't know a stupid swim set in the afternoon because it was because it was in your training peaks time <laughs> day, exactly in training peaks how times have changed i'd have definitely just gone home now and had a sleep yeah. <laughs> and a beer <laughs> <laughs> ah so 2020 not 2019 that was the last year it was it was the last one as we knew. yeah before covid yeah and the last time it was in that location so it makes sense to do 
But now it's back now it's in that back. location. And that's the one I wanted to do last year and they moved it like four days before, remember? Yeah. They moved it to Expo. Yeah. Full the circle. The course was niggly for, for the 10. There was a lot of turns. Good. And you are also taking ladies into that marathon? Yes. LRC? Yeah. Abu Dhabi as some well? Some will be doing Abu Dhabi. Some will be doing Dubai. Yeah. Some will be doing April yeah. 2024. So we've talked about a few feelings on this show. If you would like to tap into those feelings and you think <laughs> that sounds quite nice I'd like to do that then uh, sh at com, Instagram if underscore ladies run club yes I just pulled that from memory amazing <laughs> <laughs> or of course steph.running on Instagram as well correct this weekend have you got something on Dubai ladies Dubai run um, Dubai run? run is next weekend but I do have ladies forum this weekend ah that's it yes which is basically just a chat around ladies run club yeah basically it's a great idea so yeah, yeah we've invited them in here we'll either be in the park or in the PT studio depending on the weather yeah just for a chat about how ladies run club is going for them why they joined why they run what they want from ladies run club all things like that just an open forum conversation yeah because Obviously, I head up Ladies Run Club, but I am only one person with one ideas, one I like my <laughs> ideas. So yeah. it'd be nice to incorporate as much as what they want as possible. Yeah. And just to basically say that we're all there to support each other. Yeah. So no matter what's going on with people, we can be pretty tight knit community. Come along. Nice. Yeah. And then we will also be at Mamza Triathlon mm. Sunday. Yes. Which is over near Sharjah. It's always a hot race. Every we have race quite a few hot. going, right? Like 10 from in a fight racing? I'll be happy if we have 10. I think a little less. Less? Yeah. Um, there's something every weekend now. I have to be very yep. pick and choose. Literally every weekend for. for the rest <laughs> of the season until into the darkness. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we can relax. True. But yeah, if you would like to work towards Abu Dhabi, it's probably a bit too soon now, but Dubai Marathon, there is a 10K option. Yep. Or you fancy a spring marathon, please get in touch with Steph. Guaranteed to give you the marathon of a lifetime experience. Ooh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. I'm going to put the bar up very high. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Steph, thanks for coming on and sharing. And uh, I'm sure it won't be long. You'll be back on the show soon. I'm sure. Next week is episode 200. We do have a plan. I'm not just saying we have a plan and we don't. We do have a plan. So I look forward to bringing you that show next week. And that's it. Normally Rob Jones does the outro now, but he's not here. So you have to think of something to say. <laughs> Good luck next week, Rob Jones, with your 200 show. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening.